0: So, I have meant to record a new episode for a few days now. I was supposed to have an interview the other day, but they didn't show up, which seems to happen a lot. I've also had a guest who I spent about three or four hours talking to who asked me not to post the episode. So, I'm starting to feel like interviewing people is kind of a pain in the ass, you guys, to be honest with you. Um, So I thought I would just do one by myself. And I've been meaning to record it for a couple days. And I've been procrastinating because I didn't exactly know what to talk about. And, you know, they tell you when you record a podcast that you're supposed to really narrow things down and pinpoint very small segments of information. To make it easily digestible. And I don't know. I'll think of a topic sometimes, and then I think, well, maybe I should talk to a guest about that, or maybe I should have a bunch of people weigh in on the subject. There's just like all these options, all these options. And I have option paralysis. If I have too many options, I become totally paralyzed. So, anyway, today I have been meaning to uh, record this solo episode because i don't feel like dealing with any people right now and um i have been procrastinating all day but i did exercise so sometimes like i get exercise in if i'm procrastinating on something which is kind of good cuz i do need to exercise so in about an hour i have to take a shower because i have a date tonight and My day is going to last a couple days, so I do not want to be regretting that I did not record my episode or do what I've been meaning to do this week. You know what I mean? While I'm trying to spend time with someone else, you know. So I am now recording the episode, which leads me to tell you guys about Seth Godin. He always says that real artists ship their work. Now, I just looked this up on the internet a little bit ago, and I guess Steve Jobs said it too, real artists ship their work. So I don't know who was the first person to say it, but um, it doesn't really matter who gets the credit for it. You know what I'm saying? Real artists ship their work. It doesn't have to be perfect. You have to just ship your work on a regular basis, whether it's art, whether it's music, whether it's writing. I think a lot of people, they start their work, but then they never feel like it's ready. You know, I've started songs, albums, writings, books, paintings, never finished a lot of it. You know, Um, I usually finish things I find if I have some kind of deadline coming up. So if I have an actual art show coming up, I'll finish the art because I know it's actually going to an art show. But sometimes the subject matter is not actually my chosen subject matter, but it is a good exercise in finishing and shipping things. It's good to get things out, but if you have a hard time like I do actually shipping things, it does help to network and get into some of these shows where you are forced to have something finished by a certain date or take a class. And I find an online class isn't as good to do this, really. I mean, sometimes it is, but it's easier to flake on an online class, is what I'm trying to say. I've done it many times. All right, so here I'm going to read you guys an excerpt from Seth Godin's book, Lynchpin. This guy um, writes some really good stuff. Sometimes he annoys me a little bit, to be honest with you. But um, he really does say some brilliant stuff, and he has tons of books And he's got workshops, too. I took his creatives workshop um, at the beginning of last year. It was pretty interesting, but it really did stress me out. Just so you know, if you want to try one of Seth Godin's workshops, there is a money back guarantee. And they don't give you the money back until you go through the entire class. So it's kind of worth doing it because that money back guarantee is real, trust me. And the class is pretty good. It's kind of like a a social type thing. So it just kind of depends how well you get on with the people in the class that you are meeting with and stuff. But he really does encourage you to ship something every day. And there's like a diary type journal thing in it where you ship something every day and other people in the class see it and make comments about it. And Most people are pretty supportive on there, I have to say. You can find them at akimbo.com. So that's my nod to Seth Godin, and he really does try to help people. Anyway, I'm reading you an excerpt from the book Lynchpin, and this is page 103. (laughs) It's called What It Means to Ship. The only purpose of starting is to finish and while the projects we do are never really finished they must ship. Shipping means hitting the publish button on your blog, showing a presentation to the sales team, answering the phone, selling the muffins, sending out your references. Shipping is the collision between your work and the outside world. The French refer to to esprit d'escalier, the clever comeback that you think of a few minutes after the moment has passed. This is unshipped insight, and it doesn't count for much. Shipping something out the door, doing it regularly, without hassle, emergency, or fear, this is a rare skill, something that makes you indispensable. Why is shipping so difficult? I think there are two challenges and one reason. The challenges, thrashing and coordination, and the reason, the resistance. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit here and there about what thrashing is. Okay, you guys, it's not about heavy metal, really. A lot of people I know were into thrash metal and such, but um, okay, this is thrashing, which refers to how to get something accomplished, you know, in life. Uh, I'm kind of skipping around here in his thrashing section because he starts talking about software projects and all this stuff, which is, I don't know. It's kind of missing the point. All right. Any project worth doing involves invention, inspiration, and at least a little bit of making stuff up. Traditionally, we start with an inkling, adding more and more detail as we approach the ship date. And the closer we get to shipping, the more thrashing occurs. Thrashing is the apparently productive brainstorming and tweaking we do for a project as it develops. Thrashing might mean changing the user interface or rewriting an introductory paragraph. Sometimes thrashing is merely a tweak. Other times it involves major surgery. Thrashing is essential. The question is, when to thrash? In the typical amateur project, all the thrashing happens near the end. The closer we get to shipping, the more people get involved, the more meetings we have, the more likely the CEO wants to be involved. And why not? What's the point of getting involved early when you can't see what's already done and your work will probably be redone anyway? The point of getting everyone involved early, this is kind of referring to if you're in a job situation, I think. But you know, you guys can figure this out. All right, just listen. The point of getting everyone involved early is simple. Thrash late and you won't ship. Thrash late and you introduce bugs. Professional creators thrash early. The closer the project gets to completion, the fewer people see it and the fewer changes are permitted. Every software project that has missed its target date, every single one, is a victim of late thrashing. The creators didn't have the discipline to force all the thrashing to the beginning. They fell victim to the resistance. Okay, that's thrashing. You want to thrash early. I guess that's um, look at options, mess around with mediums, you know, change some things, try a little of this, try a little of that. Here's what the resistance is. The resistance is your lizard brain. The lizard brain is hungry, scared, angry, and horny. The lizard brain only wants to eat and be safe. The lizard brain will fight to the death if it has to, but would rather run away. It likes a vendetta and it has no trouble getting angry. The lizard brain cares what everyone else thinks because status in the tribe is essential to its survival. A squirrel runs around looking for nuts, hiding from foxes, listening for predators, and watching for other squirrels. The squirrel does this because that's all it can do. All the squirrel has is a lizard brain. Now, I would think it has a squirrel brain, not a lizard brain, but whatever. I don't agree with everything he says. The only correct answer to why did the chicken cross the road is... Because its lizard brain told it to. Wild animals are wild because the only brain they possess is a lizard brain. The lizard brain is not merely a concept. It's real and it's living on top of your spine, fighting for your survival. But of course, survival and success are not the same thing. The lizard brain is the reason you're afraid, the reason you don't do all the art you can, the reason you don't ship when you can. The lizard brain is the source of the resistance. It is to keep yourself safe. A lot of this idea of the lizard brain and the resistance, I believe, also comes from, I've got another book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Arts, and he talks all about the resistance. And, um, I don't know if Seth Godin is getting it from him or if he got it from Seth Godin or if it came from somewhere else. I'm not sure who gets the credit for this, but, um, it's good for us to know about. Okay. Now this is called the Damon and the resistance, not the demon, but the Damon D A E M O N. Okay. Your mind, the thing that drives you crazy and makes you special, has two distinct sections, the demon and the resistance. The demon is the source of great ideas, groundbreaking insights, generosity, love, connection, and kindness. The resistance spends all its time insulating the world from our demon. The resistance lives inside the lizard brain. I first heard about the daemon when Elizabeth Gilbert talked about hers at TED. Then I read the source of her talk. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Daemon is a Greek term, the Romans called it a genius. So, daemon means genius. The Greeks believed that the demon was a separate being inside each of us. The genius living inside of us would struggle to express itself in art or writing or some other endeavor. When the genius felt like showing up, great stuff happened. If not, you were sort of out of luck. Elizabeth Gilbert warns us that the life of the writer is a life that could end up on the scrap heap of broken dreams with your mouth filled with the bitter ash of failure. Why do creative ventures threaten our mental health, she wonders. Why is there writer's block but no chemical engineering block? Artistry, it seems, always leads to anguish. This anguish is caused by the clash between the demon and the resistance. Society pushes artists to be geniuses as opposed to encouraging artists to allow the genius within to flourish. Anguish? Sure, the conflict between your ideas and the outside world. More important, the chasm between the part of you that wants to be safe and invisible and your demon slash genius, which is demanding to speak up to the world. Every time you find yourself following the manual, instead of writing the manual, you're avoiding the anguish and giving in to the resistance. Artists write down what the demon says. In Elizabeth Gilbert's words, I showed up for my part of the job. The demon is the artist inside of you. Your work is just to allow it to do its thing. This is far more difficult than it sounds. In his classic book, The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield calls our inability to easily free the demon, the resistance. So he did get it from Stephen Pressfield. Pressfield says that the demon's enemy is the resistance. I want to stop calling it the demon because it sounds like demon and it's very confusing. Somebody religious is going to get very confused by this. I'm just going to start replacing the word demon with genius. Pressfield says that the genius's enemy is the resistance. Your lizard brain, the part that the genius has no control over, is working overtime to get you to shut up, sit down, and do your day job. It will invent stories, illnesses, emergencies, and distractions in order to keep the genius bottled up. The resistance is afraid, afraid of what will happen to you and to it if the ideas get out, if your gifts are received, if the magic happens. You know the resistance is there. You felt it. Perhaps you didn't have a name for it, or you recognize all the symptoms, but you can be sure that it is a part of you. I've seen it wreck people, teams, corporations. The resistance is nefarious and clever. It creates diseases, procrastination, and most especially rationalization. Lots and lots of rationalization, some of which you might be experiencing right now. The resistance has been around for a million years, and the lizard brain will not give up easily. While the neocortex, that's where your demon slash genius lives is much newer from an evolutionary standpoint it's not stronger give it the chance and the lizard brain will shut you down and the resistance will win the resistance almost beat elizabeth gilbert she's a writer you guys i don't think he said that in here she wrote i think she wrote eat pray love but she gives a lot of like talks to people about how to free their inner genius and such the resistance almost beat elizabeth gilbert after selling millions and millions of copies of eat pray love the resistance was afraid of what her next book might do to her career people treat me like i'm doomed aren't you afraid you'll never be able to top that she said the lizard brain was loud and angry and afraid and it set out to defeat her Elizabeth wrote her next book, right on time, and brought it to the copy shop to print out the first draft. Standing there, she read it. It was different from just the anxiety and insecurities that you feel when you're writing something, she said. It was non-debatable. The Lizard Braid won. She threw out the entire book, junked it, trashed it, missed her deadline, and started over. More than a year's work gone. Fortunately, she has a new book on the way. She persisted and found another way to beat the lizard. But it's clear that no matter what sort of creative work you're doing, no matter how successful or acclaimed you are, the lizard will seek you out and probably find you. What happens after that is up to you. Okay, I don't know. If you write a book, I don't think you should throw it out. I mean, she had a major best-selling book before she threw the next one out. Keep that in mind. I would think if I actually finished a book, I'm not just going to throw it out when I have some doubts about it. So maybe you guys shouldn't have listened to all this. You want to set your genius free and you want to get away from the resistance, which is your lizard brain trying to keep you safe and warm in your hidey hole. Probably kind of like maybe how your mom acts. Like a lot of people's moms just always want them to be safe. They don't want them to go out in the world. They don't want them to you know, put themselves out there for fear of being harmed in some way, but nothing good is ever going to happen to you if you don't do that, right? So um, ship your work, learn to listen for the resistance, and learn to move past it. That's all I have today, you guys. And the book is called Lynchpin by Seth Godin. I like this book because at first I started trying to read it, from the beginning but I got kind of bored now I just pick it up and I just open to any page and it's divided up pretty good into like short sections of stuff open it up read a little section get a little bit of um inspiration you know I hope you guys got something out of that and are enjoying Adulting for Artists. Um, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to say the words things and stuff and but a lot less, but it's really hard to change your natural language. Just a reminder, there's a Facebook page and it'd be cool if people participated on it. I'm gonna start asking questions and I'm trying to figure out a way a way that people can record answers to questions on either my site or the Facebook page. I'm not exactly sure I, how I have to do it yet. But um, I'm going to start using some of those answers within the podcast. Because so I'd like to hear other people's opinions on things. We're all artists here trying to get by and do better in life I put the calendar up on adultingforartists.com slash blog there is a downloadable calendar for 2021 it's got moon phases and quotes and it's a 12-month calendar so uh yeah it's a free download that you can get on my website adultingforartists.com slash blog Have a great week. Overcome your lizard brain and allow your genius to flourish.